who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Little Rock Nine. So grab your desegregated schools. And let's get civical. everyone hello everybody welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart hanging on by a thread do i sound as bad as i feel no i, I i'm arden walentowski bt dubs um <laughs> <laughs> no you do not sound as bad as you feel i i actually wouldn't have noticed your vocal your your lack of voice i think if you hadn't oh, said good. Yes, and I feel like we've gotten on to record the show many a times when we have mm. both been at our wits' end with seemingly lower energy. So this may be the calm before – this may be like the high before you literally crash. Before I crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that it's going to get worse? I love it. I'm I just, love it. I cannot wait for you to go to bed tonight. Me too. I really want that for you. I want that for you. Take us some melatonin. Mm. Get some sleep. Lizzie's had a rough week. 
<laughs> and and so if you're wondering why my voice um, only sounds like this the whole time, it's because I am losing it. It's going, going, gone. Mm-hmm. And what better time to record an episode of a podcast than when the truly only instrument you need is failing. <laughs> it's true. We cannot physically act out our show. There's no, no camera. No, 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 no. This is all oral. It's all oral. Yeah. But nevertheless, I would never leave you guys hanging. Mm-mm. Even if, even if, even if I, uh, if it's last, it takes the last l- amount of life out of me. She gives it her all. She gives it her all. She gives it her all. She mm-hmm. leaves it all in the court, you could say. She does. I say that would have been a great intro for yes, last week's episode. Leaving it on the court. Leave it on the court. Yeah. We all, I mean, you know, we often have delayed geniuses. It's true. But we are still geniuses nonetheless. 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 Genius still lives within us. Yes. But yes, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go. Do it. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Sporty, you could say. But this week we're doing something different. You chose this episode this week. I'm so delighted. I, I, I like opened up the notes and went, oh my God, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. I was like, there's nothing else we can or should be doing. This is an excellent yeah. topic. We have never talked about this. We've talked about things around this, but we've never talked about right. this incident. And of course, the reason why we're talking about it is because it happened in September many eons ago, mm-hmm. or like the event that this is, you know. Yeah. So today we're talking about the Little Rock Nine, just nine kids who wanted to go to school. That's it. That's that's the tagline. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about them. And like Arden said, we've certainly talked around uh, definitely things in this time period. This is, you know, right before the civil rights move, you know, like the culmination yeah. of the civil rights movement. You know, yeah. this is definitely one of those key moments in the passing of the Civil Rights Act. And it's. The, it happened in September yeah. of 1957. So we'll, we're going to be turning back time and diving in. But before we do, do you want to talk about today's sources? Oh, I would love. Uh, so one, the National Park Service. Mm, they're always, they're always, they're, they're always around. They're always around. They always sneak into so topics and episodes that you're like, interesting, would not have pegged. Mm-hmm. Would not have pegged, but great. Would not have pegged. Yeah. Womenshistory.org. Love. The source we have used many a time. Many a time. Many a time. And our beloved tried and true history.com. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost of sources. It's Amen. Amazing. Amen. Amen. Praise him. So let's start off with what happened. What happened with the Little Rock Nine? Why is this so important? So the Little Rock Nine were a group of nine black students who enrolled at formerly all-white Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas, in September of 1957. Their attendance at the school was a test of Brown v. Board of Education, a landmark 1954 Supreme Court ruling that declared segregation in public schools unconstitutional. On September 4th, 1957, the first day of classes at Central High, Governor Orville Falbus called in the Arkansas National Guard to block the black students' entry 
into the high school. Later that month, President Dwight D. Eisenhower sent federal troops to escort the Little Rock Nine into the school. It drew national attention to the civil rights movement. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. When you're calling in the national, National when it literally takes the army. Right. It takes the army to get teenagers through the door to a school. Teenagers. Teenagers. We are talking to a school. 18 and under. Yep. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about segregation. Mm. In 1954, the Brown v. Board of Education Supreme Court case outlawed segregation in public education. Little Rock School District Superintendent Virgil Blossom devised a plan of gradual integration that would begin at Central High School in 1957. So they gave people full three years. Three. Full three years from the decision of the, the Supreme Court decision to when they like, were going get to get your head around it. Right. To when they were gradually going to introduce black kids to this all white school. And people were still angry about it. Mm hmm. The school board called for volunteers from all black Dunbar Junior High and Horace Mann High School to attend Central. So they're 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 like, who want who, who wants to come try this sure. out? Who wants to come try this out? <laughs> Any takers? Prospective students were told they would not be able to participate in extracurricular activities if they transferred to Central, such as football, basketball, or choir. Many of their parents were threatened with losing their jobs, and some students decided to stay at their own schools. Sure. Of course. This isn't a good sell. Right. No. I can't do anything but go to class, and my parents are going to lose their jobs. I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. And and it's going to take federal troops to get me into the door. Right. I mean, it's all fear tactics, though, right? Like, you know, like, God, like, thank God for these nine students, who yep. did have the courage to walk through the door because it's like, yep. otherwise white supremacy would have won in this case. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a, yeah. such a clear, a clear case of clear. trying to intimidate. Yep. Also, I will say a great companion piece is our episode on Brown v. Board of, Be- oh. Board of Education. We did a full Supreme Court like analyzation of this decision. So go and listen to that. Yep. So just some, a few quotes from the students who were going through this at the time. So this one is from Carlotta Walls Lanier. Quote, Blossom, who was the superintendent who's devising this integration plan over time, three years after the court case. Blossom said, you are not able to go to the football games or basketball games. You're not going to be able to participate in the choir or drama club or be on the track team. You can't go to the prom. There were more can-nots. So this... Yeah, of course there is. Yeah, of course. So the student who's listening is like, do I want to have a fun, normal high school experience? Right. Or do I want to give that all up and basically be an outsider and deal with, like, bullying and scorn and attacks every day? Yeah, and it's, like, even more so than an outsider, like, this is a huge threat to Mm -hmm. safety. Oh, absolutely. This is the truly physical safety is at risk here. Yep. You know, it's not just like, ooh, I'm going to call you mean names. It's like no. people. They're going to beat you up. Wanted them physically harmed. Right. Yeah. For daring to go to school. Yep. So another quote from one of the 
one of the students, Minnie Jean Brown, said to Look Magazine in June on June 24th, 1958. So this is the end of the school, end of the first school year. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, when my 10th grade teacher in our Negro school said there was a possibility of integration, I signed up. We all felt good. We knew that Central High School had so many more courses and dramatics and speech and tennis courts and a big, beautiful stadium. So they signed up thinking maybe they would get to have access to this stuff because. Sure. Because. Well, sure. It, I mean, you're, it's a difference between, fu- I mean, like funding, right? Like right. basically that's that's them being like, we finally have an opportunity right. to go to a school where. There's great funding, not only in extracurriculars, which of course they can't participate in, right. but also in the actual classes that mm-hmm. they're taking. Like right. it's giving these kids a shot at a at a future that they may have not had because the the segregated schools for the black students were so underfunded. Like it was, right. it's ludicrous the yeah. difference in quality of education, quality of of environment, mm-hmm. um, support support yeah Yeah. so you know these are kids who just wanted a better education like a better experience yeah that they had a right to that they did have a sort of legal right to you could say they had a right to so let's talk about organizing the little rock nine so brown v board happens it's segregation in public schools is no more how did we get from there to nine students In the spring of 1957, there were 517 black students who lived in the Central High School District. 80 expressed an interest in attending Central in the fall, and they were interviewed by the Little Rock School Board, which narrowed the number down to 17. So 80 to 17. Mm -hmm. Eight of those 17 students later decided to remain at All Black Horace Mann High School, leaving the Little Rock Nine to forge their way into Little Rock's premier high school. So yeah. the number nine really is kind of arbitrary. It's like who was left after, yeah. you know, the interview process and then also the students themselves considering if they wanted to move forward with this, which like choosing half- not to totally get. Totally valid. Yeah. yeah. Full on half of them were like, no, thank you. Right. Despite the virulent opposition, nine students registered to be the first African-Americans to attend Central High School. And those nine were Minnie Jean Brown, Elizabeth Eckford, Ernest Green, Thelma Mothershed, Melba Patillo, Gloria Ray, Terrence Roberts, Jefferson Thomas, and Carlotta Walls. They had been recruited by Daisy Gaston Bates, who is the president of the Arkansas NAACP and co-publisher of the Arkansas State Press, which was an influential African-American newspaper. Daisy Bates and others from the Arkansas NAACP carefully vetted the group of students and determined they all possessed the strength and determination to face the resistance they would encounter. In the weeks prior to the start of the new school year, the students participated in intensive counseling sessions, guiding them on what to expect once classes began and how to respond to anticipated hostile situations. Like, how sad. How sad. How sad is this? Of, like, having to do pre-therapy. Right. To deal with other people's bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Let's do simulations. Right. 
on the, on the other hand, I'm glad. Well, I mean, yeah, like because they you have had to be prepared, right? I mean, could you imagine if they had sent them in without any preparation? Yeah, but also yes. Here's some pre therapy so that when other people try to physically and verbally attack you, you can. You have tools. You have tools, right? Not even defend yourself, but you have tools to no. deal with it. To like cope. Yeah. Daisy Bates took on the responsibility of preparing the Little Rock Nine for the violence and intimidation they would face inside and outside of the school. She taught the students nonviolent tactics and even became actively involved with Central High School's parent organization. When the students were barred from entering the school the first time, Bates created a strategy to protect them from protesters. On September 2nd, Governor Orville Faubus, which, like, let's talk about the name Orville mm-hmm. Faubus. Mm-hmm. That, There's nothing more Southern than that. Orville mm-hmm. Faubus? Yeah. I can't think of a name that screams, my parents hate me more than Orville Faubus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. So on September 2nd, Orville, who was a staunch segregationist, called out the Arkansas National Guard to surround Central High School and prevent integration, ostensibly to prevent the bloodshed he claimed desegregation would cause. He's like, I'm saving lives. Right, I'm protecting the children. They're gonna kill them. Mm-hmm. On the next day, Judge Davies ordered integrated classes to begin on September Fourth. Yeah. So like Orville has his like it was supposed to happen on September second. Yeah. Orville comes in with the National Guard and is like, mm, there will be blood. I mean, which is, you know, him just being a racist. Yeah. And then a judge comes in and is like, um, no, no. Oh. <laughs> this is moving forward. Mm-hmm. New date, September 4th. September 4th. We're gonna take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. So on September 4th, just 24 hours after a federal judge ordered the Little Rock Nine to begin attending Central High immediately, a belligerent mob along with the National Guard again prevented the teens from entering the school. Wait, I'm so Bellig- sorry. Like, I, I love the belligerent mom. Oh, yes. I mean, I don't love her, obviously. Like, she no. can rot in hell. But the idea of, like, n- the National Guard and this single belligerent mother. <laughs> right. Prevented Belli- this. A belligerent mob, Reed, instead should be... Oh, mob. I thought you said mom. 
Oh, I was like, I think there was more than one, but I'm sure there were mothers. Absolutely. I literally heard mom, like M-O-M mom. I was like, this one mom. (laughs) This one mom. Just the one mom. Just kidding. Sorry. Remember, I'm hanging on by threats. A belligerent mob, that makes more sense. Like M-O-B as in the mob. Mob, not mob. Mob. Not a mop that you clean with and not a mom. I am also reading the notes. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Yes, a belligerent mob, also known as a bunch of hateful people who didn't want to see these kids go to school Mm -hmm. along with the national guard prevented the teens from entering the school the little rock nine arrived for the first day of school at central high on september 4th 1957 eight arrived together driven by bates the woman who from the NAACP who had organized them Elizabeth Eckford's family, however, did not have a telephone, and Bates could not reach her to let her know of the carpool plans. Therefore, Eckford arrived alone. Mm. Yeah. Could you imagine? She was like, I guess I go in. I guess I'm going to go in. (laughs) One of the most enduring images from this day is a photograph of Eckford alone with a notebook in her hand, stoically approaching the school as a crowd of hostile and screaming white students and adults surround her. Yeah. That's the image. Mm-hmm. That is the, the image. image. Mm-hmm. Eckford later recalled that one of the women spat on her. The image was printed and broadcast widely in the United States and abroad, bringing the Little Rock controversy to national and international attention. Yeah, as it should be. Hello. The power of a photograph, man. Yeah. It's real. It's real. 16 days later, a federal judge ordered the National Guard removed. Once again, on September 23rd, the Little Rock Nine attempted to enter the school. Though escorted by Little Rock police into a side door, another angry crowd gathered and tried to rush into Central High School. I just... Like, imagine having to do this not once, not twice, not three times, four Four times. times. They had to face this four times. It's 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 wild. A group, it's wild. Wild. A group of white adults. Adults. People adults, who yeah. should be like, don't you have anything better to do? Don't you have jobs? Don't you have things no. to do around that? Like, why do you care? Like what I mean, what do you think is going to happen? These like these students and their parents are not causing any problems. Hates They're a powerful literally thing. Literally just there. You're the one being aggressive. Yes, correct. On September 24th, 1957, President Dwight D. Eisenhower ordered units of the U.S. Army's 151st Airborne Division, known as the Screaming Eagles, into Little Rock and federalized the Arkansas National Guard. Yes, step in. He was like, fuck this. Mm-mm. You now work for me. You That's what he said. Me. You no longer work for Orville. Fuck you work Orville. for. De Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. De Eisen. De Eisenhower. <laughs> I am at, even at my worst. Very funny. You're very you're at, at your worst. You're still at your best. In a televised speech delivered to the nation, President Eisenhower stated, "Quote: Mob rule cannot be allowed to override the decisions of the courts." Yes. Full stop. Yes. That's yes. The whole. That's the whole thing. Yes. Fearing for the lives of the nine students, school officials sent the teens home. They did, however, manage to attend classes for about three hours. Sure. At least they got in the building. At least they got in the building. They got to go to class. 
I, I mean, could you even remember anything you learned that day? If literally the president, you're, you're there because the president has said, let's bring in the army. Mm-hmm. President, the president's like, hold my beer. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not joking around. No. Finally, on September 25th, 1957, following a plea from Little Rock's mayor, Woodrow Mann, President Dwight Eisenhower federalized the National Guard and sent U.S. troops to the scene. Personally guarded by soldiers from the National Guard and the Army's 151st Airborne, the Little Rock Nine began regular classes at Central High. The Little Rock Nine had assigned guards to walk them from class to class. The guards could not accompany the students inside the classrooms, bathrooms, or locker rooms. They would stand outside the classrooms during class time, In spite of this, the Little Rock Nine endured verbal and physical attacks from some of their classmates throughout the school year. Yeah, because kids are fucking... A, kids are kids and they're (laughs) stupid. And also, these people clearly are, you know, white racist and don't want them there. Of course they're going to be verbally attacked. Yeah, and, like, the angry mob is obviously a mix of, like, community members, but Mm -hmm. it's also a lot of parents. And it's like... The apple doesn't far, well, fall far from the tree. And when exactly. you're seeing and you have normalized behavior of an angry mob because right. black students are trying to attend school, right? you learn that that's beha- that behavior is behavior. acceptable. Exactly. If and, you you see- can, and, and you will be uh, lauded by your parents right. for behaving that way. Right. If you see your mother out there or your father. Your angry mom. A- and your angry guard. mom. Coming at a bunch of teenagers who are your same age, of course you're going to think it's okay to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Although some white students tried to help, few white students befriended any of the nine. Those who did received similar treatment as the Little Rock Nine, such as hate mail and threats. Sure. Yeah. One of the Little Rock Nine, Minnie Jean Brown, was suspended in December for dropping chili on some boys after they refused to let her pass to her seat in the cafeteria. She was later expelled in February 1958 for calling a girl who had hit her with a purse, quote, white trash. After Brown's expulsion, students passed around cards that read, quote, one down, eight to go. I'm with Minnie Jean. I know. White trash, honey. White trash. White trash. Brown finished high school at New Lincoln School in New York City while living with Dr. Kenneth and Mammy Clark. The Clarks were social psychologists whose Dolls Test work demonstrated for the Supreme Court in Brown that racial prejudice and segregation caused African-American children to develop a sense of inferiority. So it's this weird, like, full circle yeah. moment. Yeah. Do you know the doll test? No. The doll test is um, they showed they had a bunch of baby dolls of like various colors, like black, brown, white. Yeah. And they showed they showed them to white kids, too. But, you know, separately because it was like a scientific test. But they showed the dolls to different kids and the black children that they showed the dolls to. They would say, like, um, you know, show me a good baby. And they would pick oh, the, and yes, they would yes, pick yes, the yes. white babies and show me a bad yeah. baby and they'd pick the black babies. Yeah. Yeah. I do now that you're saying this, yes, I do know the dolls test. Yeah. But how how wild that these 
the people who did that research and who presented that in Brown v. Board are the ones who end up taking housing yes. Minnie Jean Brown, yeah. who was one of the first beneficiaries of yeah. a desegregated school. It's just right. like, we love a full circle. We love mm-hmm. a full circle. Mm-hmm. So Minnie Jean goes to New York to get her high school education. The remaining eight students completed the school year at Central. Senior Ernest Green was the first African-American student to graduate from Central High School. The following year, the city's high schools were closed to prevent further desegregation. It is insane, the lengths. So the lengths. The lengths. So fucking petty. Because do you know who else doesn't get to go to school? You're white kids. I know. Like, I'm like, they would bulldoze the school before they would let this happen. It's insane. Insane. So they closed the schools to prevent further desegregation while the NAACP continued to pursue the legal case to integrate Little Rock schools. When the schools reopened, Carlotta Walls and Jefferson Thomas, who are one of the original Central, um, who are one of the original Little Rock Nine, mm-hmm. returned to Central and graduated in 1960. Thelma Mothershed received her diploma from Central High School by taking correspondence courses to complete her studies. The rest of the Little Rock Nine completed their high school educations at different schools. The Little Rock Nine have received numerous accolades and awards from the renowned NAACP Spingarn Medal to the nation's highest civilian honor, the Congressional Gold Medal. So, yeah, I mean, obviously now at this point, I mean, (laughs) you know, they're heroes. But at the time. Right. No, they they were to endure crazy brutality. And to what a, get an education. To get an education. And what a what a thing to be a hero for or to be known for doing is that you right. withstood racist and degrading verbal and physical abuse and yeah. ment- mental abuse and manipulation. At on, 16. At 16 from, from your peers mm-hmm. and from adults and from yeah. the government. <laughs> like – Jesus. The literal governor, you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's an absolutely, like, wild... You, what's wild about it is that, like, people are still alive mm-hmm. from this time period. Yep. You know, it's it, you know it's one of those things that I feel like we like to uh, kid ourselves and be like, oh, my God, different time. I mean, right, it right, was. Right, right. But it's like, it's not... It's not it's that not far. It's not like it was that long ago. No, and it's not that far removed from some of the things that we would see now. And, you right. know, like, uh, January 6th was last year. Sure. You angry know, mob. like, angry mob. Can't have mob rule. If Mm-mm. you're, l- Let me just put this out there. An angry mob rarely succeeds. Like, long term. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Agreed. A smart mob. Now, there's something. A, a, an even-keeled mob. Yes. Maybe known as a, as a protest? Could be known as a protest. Could be known as a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Which case, go off. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't be, you can't be cat-throwing stones, if you will. No. 
But anywho, that is the, that's our episode on the Little Rock Nine. Great episode. Great notes, Arden, as always. Thank you so much. And to our sweet, sweet listeners, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.